everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. I'm John. I'm Jeremy. Welcome, welcome back, folks. Uh, our ongoing war with Jeff Bezos. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> we finally won. I got a bunch of crap I have to send back now. But in concluding that saga, Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Not too bad. So. It's been, been kind of a hectic week, but that's all right. So it's all good. Not getting mad at any at any karate people on the internet. Uh, none that I really want to talk about. How's that? So, That's fine. But That's I'm fine. I'm trying to stay I'm trying to stay away from that and just yeah just wasn't a big deal. There, there was just one thing that just kind of irritated me and I was just like, <sighs> so it's it's not like I'm gonna go out on. Face world, or you know, drop a hash brown or something like that out there, and just kind of, you know, say I can't. You know, I haven't had a hash brown in years. All right, <laughs> but yeah, there's where we were discussing prior to uh, odd information what people will put out on on the internet, and we'll just be like, this is the real thing and a thing and a thing, or like I found the real. And this is where I come to it on origins and stuff. I mean, you may find someone has talked about the origin of something, but you really can't say that was the original intention or that was what maybe one person had the idea for, but that wasn't necessarily everybody. So, that's just me. Oh. I guess I'll get into it a little bit now that you kind of pushed and pried a little bit. But there, there was somebody that was explaining their expertise on a certain weapon. It was like, okay, I'm, well, I was actually kind of interested to watch it. And I started watching it on YouTube, and within, I don't know, 30 seconds, I, I counted almost 30 basic errors. I mean, literally to where it's like, a novice could have disarmed this person with the weapon. It's like it, at least have some basics to to not do at least that and be mindful of it. I mean, training that kind of is is not good. Not, I just just kind of irritated me because just a lot of people were buying into it oh this is the greatest thing i'm like oh, this this pretty well sucks but anyway uh, i mean that goes to say like you know don't believe everything we say on this program may or may not be true but this is this is where where i, I say it's like we, you know we talk about opinion we talk about experience and we talk about uh kind of how we've we've dealt with stuff but we never present anything as holy fact as it were right and and, and i mean i'm not getting into Oh well, he, he should have done this, and he was wrong. This, I mean, I mean, it was literally so bad. It, it, I mean, a novice could have disarmed at any point while this person was working with this weapon. It was just, this is terrible, and and it was really sad. I, I was really, like I said, I really wanted to watch it, and it was just after 30 seconds, I had to turn it off and was just like, I cannot believe this person is... That's popular? Yeah. That and a bowl of cherries is like, this is terrible. But anyway, and I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm not, and I'm not the world expert on 
anything. I, I, it was just, it, it was really bad. Well, and that goes into like platform, plat, having a platform and saying something and people believing you. But if you're incorrect, then you have to, then it's kind of the, the onus is on you to kind of have a disclaimer about that in some way, shape, or form, or to at least explain, like, this is from my per- perspective, or this is what I've learned, this is what I've taken away. Then that way, you know, people don't look to you look to you as an uh, authority. Um, I think that's one thing we'll be getting into today is kind of the the fine coin on on that uh, where you know we've we talked about before the I guess driving driving relational aesthetic that karate has is uh, teacher and student and yeah. probably one of the things I guess modern modern day martial arts media has kind of come, come up on is you know the quality of the teacher versus the quality of the lesson and whether or not, you know, is one is one more indicative than the other. So you know, not just for the t- teacher's abilities, but also the teacher's character. And whether or not you you can separate the quality of the lessons or the you know quality of the of what's what information you're getting from the quality of the person. I think that's yeah. where we're where we're gonna get into. I think good teacher <clears throat> good teachers, bad lessons, bad teachers, good lessons. Yeah. Well, one of the things, like whenever I was looking for somebody to, to train with, after after my initial period with Robbie, I'd always look for the for the person's character. I'm like, okay, you know, this person, good person. I I I can get behind. I can get behind them not only just on a lesson level, but on a per, you know on a personal level. And I think sometimes that helps the bond between, you know, uh, instructor and student. Would you agree or disagree on that? No, I would would say that that, that's something you need to measure up with. I think a lot of us will have this experience where we have some sort of initial experience, good, bad, or indifferent. Anybody who I think I think who continues on with martial arts generally has some sort of positive experience, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, for whatever reason, things move on, life changes, people move, people quit, whatever. We tend to kind of go around from from teacher teacher to teacher. Anybody who thinks that doesn't happen or or that doesn't really have that kind of uh, mentality, you know, they must have be really lucky to have the same teacher for a long time. But, well, I'm, I, I I totally disagree with that because I think you don't have different perspectives. Right, and that's what that's what I mean. Where it's like yeah, somebody yeah. who's had who's been in the same place forever and a day, and their teacher's been there forever and a day, and they've never had to have been challenged in terms of a life event changing that or or circumstances changing that, won't have that perspective. That kind of needing to kind of measure up another person. Or, or um, you know, I mean, add into that even someone being confronted with themselves dealing with somebody different. I mean, you can even look at it, you can look at it from, you know, teacher, student, even in, in a school setting. There are a lot of similarities. I, I remember in college, there was, there was this one instructor that we had, one of the nicest guys you ever met. I mean, he, he would do anything for you, but he made Ben Stein look like a 
like a master thespian just saying Bueller, Bueller. I mean, literally, the guy was like, you know, almost everybody would drool out. And he, he was not a very good teacher, but the guy had a ton of knowledge. And what was sad is you really wanted him to teach his knowledge. It, it was, it just wasn't there. Person has the ability, has all that knowledge, but they have no ability to, no skill to orate or anything like that. So. Right. right, and I, I've definitely run into that into martial arts, and I've run into that. I think part of it is that teacher-student relationship. That teacher has to really understand their student. So I'm going to put the onus on on the teacher for right now. The teacher has to really understand that student and know what motivates them to get moving. And depending upon the size of what your classes are, who your student base is, that can be very difficult. I mean, if you've got you know, 100 plus students, it's, it's going to take time to get to know all your students and what really motivates them. I mean, you might not even get that chance with that many students. Yeah, yeah anymore. I don't want that many students. So. Well, and I think any place that's got that has that level of students will probably hopefully have other instructors around. And I think that gets to a point where it's you, know, they, you don't know your students and you're not able to push them or motivate them, then you're not going to be a very effective teacher and you will probably eventually close down. Uh, you know, what, what I've seen, I guess one, one way I can put this is spinning from my own experiences. Uh, in like a two year time span, I saw really good people who are not necessarily great martial artists who I think they understood what martial arts they understood. Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of like anybody does, but it, they could not generate it past that. They couldn't get past that because of the exact problem we were talking about before, simply being in the same place with the same people, even though these people have interacted with it, like went to seminars or like um, interacted with different people from different places they very rarely, I don't want to say let that affect them, but it very rarely had a, a, a profound, deep effect on them. Well, um, I, I, I'd uh, change that up to where it's what drives them and what they're actually committed to and what they're learning. Right, and I think so. the, these these folks, um, they're good people, like yeah. really oh, good, yeah. mentor, good mentors to me. But they, they just kind of couldn't get out of their bubble and they didn't see a, a kind of a reason why they needed to. Meanwhile, the person who was running the program didn't have an idea what they were doing, like had no vision like for what they wanted. Right. Um, they were just kind of like doing whatever was popular at the time or whatever was easy or, you know, path of re least resistance. You know, why not t teach yoga while make other people who got a black belt with me 10 years ago, teach them, make them teach the class. Or as I like to call it, the martial arts flavor of the month, but, you know. Well, and that was a thing where we're, we were pulsating between, uh, I can't get specific about this, is where it's like Krav Maga-ish tapes and street self-defense from like early 2000s Google search and Okinawan karate and modern Arnis and like whatever they wanted to kind of do 
And so it was, it was, uh, you know, the, the owner of the school just had, who had no, at that time, no interest in teaching martial arts, just kind of throwing out whatever to his students or to people who were teaching. And these people who were teaching, very good people, and I think they were working with the best with what they had, yeah. but they, you know, they themselves could not get past what, what they were given. Yeah. And you know, this had caused conflict and people to leave, um, myself included, but to kind of be on the other side of that, where it's like good people with not necessarily great lessons. In a year's time, I was in some, uh, probably somebody who's, who should not have any, had any business being around anybody teaching martial arts. Mm-hmm. I was in this person's house and they were teaching me like stuff I don't necessarily think was all that useful in the end. But at the time I was like, this is the real stuff. This is like real martial arts. And like, you know, probably was being abusive, but puts you in a kind of a understanding that like, oh, this is real. Yeah. To the point where he's like, this is a loaded gun. Yeah. Here, hold the loaded gun. Get the shit out of you. Right. This yeah. is real. Yeah. And so, like, those kind of lessons I would have never experienced in that other place. At the same time, that kind of lesson probably could have been done in a much safer way, in a much healthier way. Yeah. But that lesson I still have with me to this day, a loaded gun in your hand, a real loaded gun in your hand with someone who wasn't afraid to use it. Now, I won't go into details about who this person was, where they are today, but if I say that person's not teaching martial arts anymore, publicly no, I, or privately. I, I got you. No, I, I, I remember you know, I, I, I'd been training seven, eight years, and I started, you know, I mean, Robbie had already closed up shop. I'd kind of done, gone and done my own thing. I was like, you know, I really trained with somebody who I really respect. And there's guy I knew since basically the beginning of my martial arts journey, one of the most stand-up people I've ever met in my life. I mean, just really good guy. I mean, just, like I said, just really good guy. And I, I knew the guy had a lot of skill. And it was like, okay, maybe this wouldn't be too bad. So, I started training with him and it got to a point where I, I don't, I don't train well under somebody that wants to make sure every exact little movement is correct. I got to figure that out. So I don't need a micromanage, micromanaging instructor. Now, maybe some people do, but that, that never really worked really well with me and yeah it wasn't very long after that I, it was like you know it's just time for me to move on and just kind of do some other things and go somewhere else so which 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 ended up being all right i mean and that gets into one of the one of the cases of um, you know great i mean just superb person but just really terrible and strong i mean just wasn't real wasn't real good well, and so let me ask you a question on that. Do you feel that that was a you and him problem, or you and them problem, or was that a you that teacher and was everyone else in, who was training under them feeling the same way? I think some people were feeling the same way. I think some some people didn't have a problem with it because I I think you get into 
get in the mindset of some students in the martial arts. And if you get into some of these people's minds, some of them will not be able to think for themselves. I'm sorry, some of them don't. I, I, you, you've probably met some of them at some of the seminars we've been at. I mean, I, I, I can tell you the names of them at offline. I'm not going to hear. Offline. <laughs> when we get when we get our uh, when we get the the cup the cups and the line across across nations going. Yeah, but, and 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 they weren't bad people, but it it, it would it, it was almost like you know kind of like that share moment with. Uh, Nicholas Cage and Moonstruck, you know, and she goes up Nicholas Cage and slaps him. He's like, snap out of it. I mean, that's what you want to do with these people. It's like, snap out of it. You're not a machine. Think, you know. It's... Well, and you you were mentioning he had the, this teaching style was overly detailed. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it got to the point where if your feet were even at I mean, literally a quarter of an inch off. He would go and correct it and stop what you were doing. Correct it. Move forward. Now, I can appreciate that level of detail. I really can. Number one, I got to feel it for me. Number two, that that may not be what needs to happen with me, if that makes sense. Right. Well, and it's like also, if you have had experience prior to that, so... Right. And now, could you imagine somebody who had just started with this person? Do you think they would have this, or the kind of his, it is kind of more novice groups? Do you think they appreciated that level of detail, or do you think that was just frustrating people? I, I think it gets, I think to a point, maybe some people did, but I think other people really felt as if it was coming across as condescending. You know, after a little, you know, I, I can see it, you know, for, you know, like the first three to six months, like, okay, I'm trying to get all this done. But if you're, you're doing this up through, you know, brown, black, you know, what, whatever, you know, after what, four years or so. You know that's it's gonna get old and that's gonna get tiring. So you can, so that was that, that's just ineffective teaching. Them. Yeah, and and what was interesting is our son when I when I went in there was only one other student that was that was at a senior instructor or senior student status, and they'd been there like seven years. Everybody else was. I mean, basically beginner. So it's attrition. So the attrition rate's high because of because of over attention to detail. Right. So you'd say so in this category, we categorize categorize that as good good teacher, but completely ineffective. Much like our Ben Stein, to, much like your Ben Stein esque uh, professor from the beginning. To to a point, yes, but it was an effective teacher to the point of almost detriment if that makes sense yeah it makes perfect sense because i mean i don't know if he you you've read funokoshi's book about that about karate karate my life my story yeah, or whatever. Yeah. oh many many moons ago yes yeah me too and i remember one story in there where he talks about where he talks about like somebody like i think the translation in english may not be so great and this is a long time ago but it's effectively the same problem. It's where people are, to, where you have a teacher who is too headstrong about the exact details. Where you know, you, you, 
go in the other direction with this and you, it's you get people who don't care about what your beginners are doing to, until they you know stick around long enough and then you can actually teach them the right thing yeah uh, that's a problem it, that's a different problem and that's a teaching method i honestly don't agree with I, yeah i i don't i don't completely agree with i yeah i'm kind of like 70 30 i mean i can see trying to get them up to a point of interest to where you can actually start teaching them to where they're interested in it if that makes sense but it's not even teaching them correctly it's just yeah this is, I mean, this is how i teach white belts this is how i teach black belt. like it's kind of like that kind of attitude i i don't feel that's i don't think it's actually helpful for growth for you know anybody's growth in you as a teacher or you as a student you or your students because that means you're effectively like just winging it like very like phoning it in with with students in one hand and then from a teacher's perspective if you phone it in that becomes your teaching style right. and and it's also learning like I don't need to expend that much energy on this this part because I know we need to expend more energy on this part. But we just need to like go like we're talking about stances or something like that. Basic simple explanation is better than over correcting constantly to the point where you are making your students look down at their feet constantly. Yeah. And then yeah, then you don't trust your feet, you don't trust anything you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's going in. That's going in like a really bad direction, one way or the other. But you you were talking to me a little before about another teacher you had around that time who was kind of maybe in the opposite end of that. I, I did have an, another another instructor who I, I I will say this he he had he had quite an ego and it was very interesting. But do you think it was earned? Huh? That ego was earned. Well, I mean he he was. Very, very skilled, and I, I was dealing with with this person for maybe maybe a month or two months because literally his his ego really drove me absolutely insane. He really he really did set more my mindset on how to train as opposed to you know trying to trying to check off different things it was more along the lines of here's your mindset this is how you really need to be doing it and what was interesting is you know i, I look back on it. robbie was getting me to that point but this guy got me boom i mean it was like almost like a huge shift in my training so it, how do you think that happened do you want to talk us through how that happened well <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it was it was, in, in in a way that won't get anyone in trouble. Yeah, it, it was it, it podcasting, was podcasting, folks. It, when we're talking about people, we don't we don't want to necessarily mention. It's like being in the mob. No, 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 no. I, I it, it was one class. I had really, really ticked him off. I mean, like shit. He he had me stand at attention stance. For almost an entire hour. Yeah. I mean, one says a one one I mean it was attention stance for an hour while he, he lectured me on different aspects of karate. And it I mean, technically maybe it was a little bit kinda of an accidental insult. what uh, it wasn't like a mean and it wasn't like an intention it was like an accidental slip of the tongue and it, it was it was something that 
I, I go back to it and my lesson, my lesson was at like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm coming, you know, I'm getting ready to train at 5.30 in the morning because that was the only time I could get with this person. It was... Oh, it, it, most of the lessons were like, okay, I, I know how to do this. I know, and, and I, I get, you know, you gotta do repetition, but it, it was way over the top. What kind of stuff would he have you do? Oh, I mean, he just have me do front kicks. He had me do front kicks for 45 minutes. Same leg? Huh? Same leg. I mean, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I can appreciate repetition as much as anybody, but it's like at, at that point I was paying this person an extreme premium to come in at five thirty in the morning. So, so a little bit of it was like, you know, I'm paying a premium. I, I think, I, you know, it, it's like, I, I, and he knew that I'd been training. Uh, it, it was kind of close to the other person. I'd been training at that point. I was kind of searching for who who I wanted. To take me kind of a next level. I mean, I I've been training about seven eight years already, and it's like it wasn't so much. Well, I'm better than this, but it was just like, come on, let's you know, get, get, give me something I can bite off of, you know. And it it really wasn't wasn't much. I mean, it it was a good lesson. Whenever you know, I I look back at it, it's like you know, I really wish I wouldn't have done that, but. On the same token, like maybe my training wouldn't have been quite so. Well, it was still pretty intense, but it, maybe it just totally took another turn of that intensity at that point. From that attention lesson, when you just said you in in attention, what do you think you picked up from that that you don't think you would have picked up if you had gone somewhere else or have been under someone else? Or like say in an alternate reality, you had you know, Robbie had never closed down, and you just continued with him, I mean, it, it, or it, anything, something like that. It, it was just the perspective of how I looked at training at that point. You, you know, personally, it if he would have done that like the very first my very first lesson, and then went from there, may, maybe it would have been a little bit better. I don't know. I think I was with him for about three or four months, but this is like four months in, and he he and he knew that I I had trained for a little bit, so it was like yeah, it was it just wasn't the best teacher student relationship, so that's okay. I still learned from it, but I, I think the other thing I learned from it was. People, I think the one thing I learned from it as an instructor is you got to get into what the what the students there for because if you don't, you're you're eventually going to run into a brick wall and animosity through the whole whole thing. And because I'm thinking about through kind of our initial premise of you know good teacher bad lesson bad lesson or, or or bad bad teacher good lesson, mm-hmm. and that can. I don't want to say it's highly subjective, but in, a, in when you bring it up like that, that, where it's, you know, what is the person searching for? What is the person there for? I mean, it is because one good lesson for one person is one bad, it can be one bad lesson for another. Right. And it makes me think about my teaching. You know, what is the quality? What is the quality of a lesson? What is the quality of the time on the floor? Not just knowing what your students you know, getting to know what your students are there for, what they're motivated for, but how 
do you catch a lot of you know, what what makes up a good lesson and then how do you pair that with at least presenting yourself as a good teacher yeah i it, and that's something that i i've taken to robbie taught me when i was starting to kind of get up to the point where i was starting to you know instruct a little bit on you know in inside the dojo he he mentioned one thing and it it's always stuck to me it's like your purpose as an instructor is when those when your students walk in you give them something so that they're better when they walk out and simple easy to understand and that's kind of what i've always tried to follow do you think that there is that in doing so there needs to be in a, a form of intensity involved in, in order to, to show that i remember i was reading a lot i've been thinking about this a lot lately lately of just kind of karate of yesteryear you know people uh kind of the all the usgis during koreans and vietnam talking about like how they initially met their teachers right Mm -hmm. and there's always some inciting where it's like this is intense this is great this is you know like we're we're in the backyard doing doing a hundred front kicks and a hundred and a hundred squat kicks and you know stuff like that and in, in having that kind of intensity from a physical perspective but also from a mental perspective i feel um is what kind of at least at that time, drove people. Well, I, I, I don't think necessarily intensity. It can be. I think it's more intentionality. Right. And if what, what you... Is it... What's the point of the lesson? Is it just a workout? Right. And... I, Which is not something to demean that. Because I feel there's, the, there's a group of people who are more on this side of... Uh, well, we don't need the workout part. We don't need the workout side. We just need the study side. And... That's maybe a different discussion for a different day, but you yeah. know what? There, there's an intent, like there's an intentional lesson behind what's go going on in each lesson. But, I, but, but I'm I'm gonna add on to this, but I think there has to be intentionality on both sides, right? Because I, I mean, I, I go back to to the lesson from Oyada, in which you know we're we're in there and. You know, he starts on his little speech saying, you can't do my technique, and you know, nobody was listening to him. And I, I, I picked up enough to where it's like, okay, he's wanting to say something important, so I just stopped. And then that's when he said, and I can't do your technique either. And it was like, bingo, you have to own it. And what's really interesting, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, one of the guys who was in there, in in that night, he was training with us. It, it was funny because I, I ran into him, what, 10 years later. And, and we were just sitting down talking, and he, he just came out and asked, he goes, what was the best lesson you learned from Mr. Yada? You know, since then. And I told him that story, and he goes, were we in the gym that, or were we in the cafeteria that night as opposed to the gym? I'm like, yep. And he goes, holy cow, I told, since you told me that, I, I now remember it. I remember him saying it. I just never got it. He goes, I totally remember him saying that. Yeah, and that's and, and that is for a lot of people a good teacher teaching a good lesson. Right? Yeah, uh, I was not. I'm not there. I don't personally know. I don't didn't personally know. From what I know, a lot of people say he was always a great teacher. He was always good. Always a good person. So, but I think that goes on the onus on the students to kind of 
counterpoint what you said before, where the onus, like the teacher, did everything they could at that point, right? Yeah, and and you know, it, it's up to the student to, to either accept the lesson or not. And as an instructor, I mean, you can't you can't can't force feed everything to to somebody, but it's like you you just try to, as Robbie Robbie always said, you know, try to make them a little better than when they walked in. And do you think that regardless of personality, we can actually do that? Because I think that's, that's where I think that where the prickly, where it gets prickly, because you can get like crazy people. Like I, I was oh, dealing yeah. with where they're like, I'm going to hand you a hand. I'm going to hand you a loaded handgun. Now you're a ninth done. How does it feel? Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Cause I'm like, why, why can't you just say I'm a 10th done now? Why did you have to stop at ninth? Like what is it's like is tenth on like nuclear bomb type type, well, I mean, type stuff? You know, I mean, if you, you look at some websites, I mean, why stop at ten? Let's make it twenty one, you know, twenty one on or whatever, you know. Turn it up to eleventh, done. Yeah, um, we're just gonna skip over that whole ten thing. No, I, I, I think just make ten higher. I, I, um, I think you to kind of what. Not, not to say like corporate America kind of stuff, but I think it gets into what is your mission for actually teaching. And maybe, just maybe, you're not the one to totally make a huge impact on this person, but maybe it is just a, hey, just plant this little thing. Maybe five, ten years later down the road, maybe they're going to pick up on it. But I think if your mission or your goal or your vision is you know, to try to make somebody a little better whenever they walk out than when they walked in, yeah, I mean, you know, you, know, you, can't, you can't stop crazy and you can't stop stupid. It's like th those two things, they're going to be there. Right. Well, and like that's on both that's on both perspectives because um, from the student's perspective, you need to be able to recognize create, uh, and it's it's hard. It's hard because especially if you're a student, you don't want to disappoint, right? You you, um, but at the same time, you have to recognize the crazy. You have to recognize the, um, this you know when a teacher does something stupid, you know, um, I would say most of my lessons, probably for the first five years, were kind of crap. Um, well, I, and both karate and professionally and well, I wouldn't say that but like you know you a teacher learns and, and grows as a person and you learn and grow as a person too but you're right in saying that what you what your goal is as a teacher should always be to let to progress just a little bit if anything else yeah I mean and, and, and I think if you keep that I think that that's always kind of helped me stay centered on trying to make sure I I get into that world of that student, if that if that makes sense. Because that way I'm not okay, this is the way I'm going to teach and I'm not gonna veer off from this way of teaching and things like that. It's like maybe this way works for this person, but it doesn't work for that person. Don't know until you get there. Yeah, and I mean I guess one thing should probably say you know you might not always be with the same teacher forever or you might have a really bad experience or a really bad teacher someone who comes away um as not such a good person but there i think there is a way to kind of parse the person from the lesson so, sometimes i mean 
There is, and then I'd also say sometimes there's not because in a way you, you, you do kind of want to give that person credit as well. And you might not want to give that person credit if that person, uh, right. And in that case, it's okay to have a clean slate. And it's, right. you know, it, and, that, and that goes into, you know, abusive relationships that, te- that people have had with their teachers. Which, I mean, I can say, thankfully, that this, you know person I was referring to, the people I was referring to, I, you know, it kind of went both in, in opposite directions where, you know, people I initially trained with don't really speak to anymore, but yeah. I still have a lot of good memories from that, even if I don't necessarily do anything that we, from that time that we, that I practiced or trained. Yeah. But even though I kind of have some of those better instincts from that terrible, from that terrible person... Uh, I don't necessarily attribute those instincts to that person. No, I, I, I can see that, yeah. One of the interesting things that I've, I've come across has been trying to find people that really don't look like they know anything and really search those kind of people out and really get them to come to the forefront with their knowledge. Not necessarily publicly. No, not necessarily publicly. I mean, just, just so I mainly so I can learn from them because a lot of times people that don't look like they know squat are some of the most informative people you'll ever run into. Right. You've got to be kind of careful about, about that. I feel you have to have a better, you have to have a good sense for people. Right. Like, and that's how I felt when I was with that crazy guy with the gun. Like that guy was really informed. That guy had a lot of knowledge. He was right. also nuts. So. Well, I, I mean, I, I go into a lot of different things, such as um, there's w- one person out there. I, 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 I don't want to give away that person's name. person does not come across as very knowledgeable. But when you get with that person, he's extremely knowledgeable, almost down you know, down to the inner workings, a lot of things. And it's, it, it, in some ways, it's kind of refreshing to kind of bounce things off that person and stuff. So, um, and, and I think that's probably all I'll get into it. And I, I've learned some really good things from them too. So. But yeah, it, it, it is interesting whenever you find somebody like that. It's like, okay, what's your point of view? What's this? It definitely has given me you know technical ability along with mindset processing so i'm like cool all right so yeah and you know having those people to work with is important i mean despite what's going on right now with the world have good connections with people and get together and just train and then not even a sort of overly formal way um it can be not just a benefit but also like in a long-term way, you know, you can really develop develop not just yourself, but, you know, other people you want to teach with those people as well. And it's kind of having the kind of martial arts community aspect to it, whereas, you know, I was supposed to, like, you know, we must have this formal organization. You must be the treasurer. You must be, like, you know, that type of stuff, not so much. But, you know, a, like, genuinely a community where people, where people can, you know, just get together and train and hang and you know, try out ideas, and that's that. And, and you know, if, if you kind of look back at how a lot of this was started, I mean, 
there was not treasurers and presidents and heads of organizations. It was like people getting together and training, period. The only, the only time that ever happened was when there was money involved. Yeah. And Which, if that's the case with this podcast, we demand 10%. That's it. <laughs> If not, there's going to be a vig. Um, that's what I get for watching Donnie Bronco last night. Oh, Jeremy's both shaking his head at, and head, at, head at me and laughing at the same time. All right. Anything anything, anything else we want to kind of knock, uh, knock, on, knock on this before we get out of here? I, 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 think, I think that kind of covers it. I mean, you've definitely got you know, different aspects. And I, I think the main thing is, is, you know, whenever you're being taught something, just no matter what, whether you're the instructor and learning from the student or you're a student learning from the instructor, look at the situation. If something, if something's kind of nagging at you about a certain situation, just kind of go back and replay it and look at it and analyze it and see what is it that you're actually learning from it. Right. Maybe, maybe something key overall to huge growth throughout your growing martial arts, but just personal life as well. Yeah, and I think there's a uh, is there there can be a, it is important to reflect on what what you're doing with a teacher, and it's important to understand what you know where your limits need to be with certain people's personalities. Kind of maybe one of the things we said last last time is that you know people might not be you know the best people for you to be around doesn't necessarily make them bad people, mm-hmm. um, but there are definitely bad people out there, yeah. and you need to be aware of that. But that doesn't necessarily mean those experiences with those those people are completely invalid. Right. Jeremy, what are you working on working on today, or not not today? This week. Um, I'm I'll be going back to Sai and Manji Sai a lot this week. So, um, I'm, I spent quite a bit of time with Manji Sai this last week, and was like really just really getting in the group again with that. So, I've got got to get reclaim my. I have to get Manji Sai hopefully before the beginning of beginning of next year, just so I can get back to that. Assuming I can get down to Okinawa, there Shreya refuses to send me anything, so I don't like calling that out. Yes. Well, oops. No, it was more a matter of like it was. I think I mentioned this. Maybe I mentioned this here before, but it was basically I wanted to order like kind of longer weapons. And they effectively told me that, you know, it's going to cost the same amount for the weapon to actually ship it. So you essentially be paying double. And if I, you live in the area, you should just wait until you come down to get it. So I guess, you know, they just didn't want to be bothered with actually going to the, going to the post office and actually shipping it. But it's better than, you know, actually going to Okinawa and trying to buy something when in your home country you have the exact same products. Yeah. And then ordering something that won't come for three months and it has to be shipped to you anyway. But this this week, uh, um, I think this might be something we talk about uh, next time is that, you know, goal casting, kind of. what What is the best way to kind of do uh, goals and stuff? And that's what I'm just trying to work on this week is setting up smaller goals for myself. Uh, you know, with the pandemic and everything, we, you know, I was working on training for a marathon and that got canceled and so I'm, without kind of having a north star to kind of aim for kind of um, you know training kind of be like well I'll just do this this week but there's no kind of uh, what am i going for what is my goal so just trying to figure out what are what are some overall goals i want to seek in my training both in karate and in other stuff 
Well, we'll be signing off here. Everybody stay safe. Uh, I guess stay warm. The pumpkin spice season is in. So, not here. Not hey, here. But. Yeah. Hey, hey down, down the road, we, we have, like, uh, my daughter, she's been asking, when are we going to go pumpkin hunting? And I'm like, oh, hold on. So we, we always go out to the pumpkin patches and stuff. And so, there, there's a couple places that make uh, pumpkin donuts and stuff. and I, I will say this. If you've never had a pumpkin donut, yeah, that's that beats a pumpkin spice latte or whatever, whatever, whoever's selling. I mean, that beats it about tenfold. That's pretty awesome. So You've heard it on this podcast here for folks. If Jeremy thinks if you haven't had a pumpkin donut in your life, you have not lived yet. It, it 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 is it, it's interesting. My my wife does not she can't stand anything pumpkin, but the donuts from that place it's like oh yeah this is this is bomb. So uh, any way to somehow somehow infuse that into Okinawa donuts that would be interesting. <laughs> but that's a, that's a different discussion for a different time. Exactly. So, thanks to uh, I forgot to call this out last time. Thanks to Monica Azuma for our theme. I got a problem here that I'd say that every time. And literally the second time we had the theme on, I forgot. So I'm going to try to, we split it into the podcast somehow every time. This is us signing off. You guys, have, everybody have a great week and don't forget to keep trying.